0: The Fable & Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we wanna take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dum dice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god part, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite dum-dums and dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash dice. That's D U M B. D U M B D I C E. One more time for the mortals in the back Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today.
2: Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live-play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. Last time, Red and Adrian returned to their hometown of Helmfirth at the request of their childhood friend, Benny Jones. He needed help solving a mystery, like this trio did together as children. We also met their mentor, Old Man Frichter, who owns a curiosity shop, and about whom we are going to learn a great deal more. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. So the sun is
3: rising over Helmfirth, and it's another kind of beautiful sleepy day in a beautiful sleepy town, um the uh Richter, i think you're you're awoken um by uh the sound of the uh, the newspaper hitting your front door um as someone who doesn't really like interacting with people that much i think having the news delivered to your door is is a lot That's nicer handy. Yeah, yeah 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 um so uh you wake up in your bedroom um unfortunately because um you don't kind of have an Adrian or Red to bounce off of. Uh, this one's kind of going to be, gonna be a, a bit of like you and me talking our way through this. That's fine. Um, what, I, what I basically want to do to sort of set the scene for uh, for the beginning of this episode is uh, Richter's morning routine. Just kind of what what waking up looks like, what what his house looks like, kind of what what's going on for him. So you've awoken um, in your bedroom. Um, you're you know you're an older man, so your body's a bit stiff. Yep. Um, do you think, uh, Richter has kind of a lot of, um, rather large concerns, uh, in this world. Uh, what do you think his dreams are like, or does he dream?
4: Um, I think he does dream and I think that's where the past is for him. Okay. And so I think he has taken steps to, uh, avoid remembering what he dreams about.
3: Okay. Interesting. All right, great. So what's the, the thing he does when he first wakes up? Uh, what's the ritual he has that kind of shakes that off and and stops him from from remembering
4: uh, he'll do a, a a quick sort of morning meditation okay um, just kind of quietly like breathing exercises just sitting out in like his like his living room he doesn't live with anyone mm-hmm, um, the mm-hmm. place is kind of a mess um, books stacked all over the place and things like that um, and then he'll uh he'll get throw on his robe and his slippers, go collect the paper, and then kind of read while uh, preparing a modest little breakfast.
3: Cool. So I'm going to say you awoke this morning um, with uh, an an image in your head of um, of flames um, and uh, of uh, sort of a a little girl with her hand outstretched. um, And... uh, just before your eyes opened, um, you kind of almost felt a hand on your shoulder, um, and it was um, Little Benny Jones, who's uh, one of one of your few points of contact in the world. Um, and he put his hand on your shoulder and he said, uh, don't, "Don't worry, Mister Richter. I, I think it's going to be okay." Uh, and then you woke up. Um, you quickly wanted to shake it off, so you made your way to to your uh, morning routine. You settled into your meditation and began your your breath exercises. I think. Um, you know, like, I think generally we're pretty good, uh, we humans, at uh, throwing off things we don't really want to think about for for enough time. So, you know, you manage to kind of keep the thoughts at bay until you get into your meditative pose. Mm-hmm. Um, what does old man Richter look like? Um, he looks... That's a good question. Um,
4: he's clean-shaven. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll actually be part of his morning routine as well, is, is he'll, he'll shave uh, in his mirror. Um, he wears... Um, um, sort of small round uh, like wireframe glasses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of like spectacles um, He's dressed just and a- as he's kind of embraced his kind of her- hermit like uh lifestyle now dressed for comfort a lot of the time okay. so he kind of putters around in slippers sure uh probably keeps his uh might even keep his like pajama bottoms on but maybe put on like a sweater mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm.
3: like that i imagine probably keeps that robe you were talking about kind of at at hand that's kind of his... yeah the
4: robe is probably on in some capacity in a lot of different ways this like, is
3: a really dumb question but one that mentally i really want to have answered um what color is it like what, what kind of robe are we talking
4: Oh, it's like, it's a nice robe. <laughs> like, it's yeah, a okay.
3: purple silk robe.
4: <laughs> nice, okay.
1: Damn.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> My uh,
2: Hugh Hefner over here.
3: Richter fucks. makes Richter his, fucked. Makes his way.
2: <laughs>
3: he makes think, his way. I not want
2: to think about, down, to about 400.
3: Yeah, he makes his way down to the grotto, greets the, the bunnies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, um, greets the tentacles, with the <laughs> stay in
1: spirit.
2: Of
3: the <laughs> Whoa, well, no, look, there's nothing spooky going on in this town. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, uh, interestingly, in real life, my uh, my grandfather ran a funeral home for a while, so oh, I wow. inherited a silk smoking jacket from him because part of his Stick was you always have to look super fancy, and because they lived in the funeral home, hmm. um, oh. so it's just like black and gold smoking jacket, cool, and yeah, it's 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 dope as fuck <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. That's that's really nice. It's nice that there's like for this man who um, I think already we're getting a pretty clear picture of just kind of is very functional, that there's like one incredibly nice plush luxury yeah. item yeah. is is really, really quite sweet. I imagine it's the only thing he hangs up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, cool. So you you do your meditation. Um, you kind of uh, breathe through your exercises. You, you said about making yourself a modest breakfast. The larder is a bit... Um, It's uh, somewhat emptier um, than uh, the normal uh, today. Uh, Benny hasn't been by uh, in a few days. Uh, He normally brings you some fresh eggs Mm -hmm. and some bread and sort of stuff from town. You're certainly capable of getting this stuff yourself, but I think you'd prefer not to. And as a result, um, I think like a lot of people who kind of live through lean times, like having lived through the war, you probably have a lot of tinned goods. Mm -hmm. Like sardines and and beans and things. Crack open a can of Spam. Yeah, pretty much, and just be like, "This is fine. Like, this is an acceptable yeah. thing." Um, so it's a little bit more utilitarian. But honestly, over the years, you've actually kind of become used to just having it. I don't think it's ever been a conversation. Um, I'm thinking a little bit like if you've, um, if you watch Better Call Saul, but um, like Michael McKean's like the brother characters. Of, okay, uh, like he's got a. Um, a phobia that means he won't leave his house. Yeah, and he's afraid of, of like, the wiring phobia. and yeah. stuff like that in uh, his house as well, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. He's like, and it's, like, microwaves and, like, yeah, um, and yeah like. Yeah, so he has signals. no, like, new technology and stuff. I yeah. only saw
4: a bit yeah. of it, but, yeah. Yeah,
3: but as a result, um, he just kind of takes for granted that if he opens a cooler in front of his house, there'll be food in it, and it's because Jimmy is constantly stalking it with, like, Bob Odenkirk showing up and stalking it. So yeah, I think yeah. it's become that, where, like, it's never been a conversation. You just literally, like, open the fridge and there's no eggs this time. And you're like, mm. okay, that's... I'll have a bit of cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a very like Ebenezer Scrooge meal uh, you find yourself having. Um, <clears throat> so um, Tyler, uh, if I understand correctly, Richter is an, is sort of a seeker, right? He's he's an occultist yes. who is is interested in kind of the the deeper. Um, the deeper things in the world mm-hmm. um, But as we've been talking Kind of leading up to the show about him You've uh, also said he's a bit um, busy minded There's a lot of, of things going on in his head mm-hmm. So when Richter opens the newspaper uh, When he opens the, uh, the yeah, Helmfurth
2: Heimfurth <laughs>
3: Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's what he uh, always yells when he's in line
2: <laughs> yeah, That's the, uh, the
3: World War II Nazi version of Colin Firth um, He's still very Charming and it's real uncomfortable um, But um, So uh, what do you think um, As you open the, uh, the Helmfirth Globe um, What is reading a newspaper like For an occultist do you think
4: Well very kind of quickly And haphazardly do, uh, do I read the actual kind of articles of the day or anything like that? Give it a very quick, breezy read through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, obviously, just like always, nothing of note. Uh, and then start rereading it, um, looking, f- looking for any clues in the number of secret codes that I know <laughs> <laughs> um, for the secret phrases um, that I've uh, managed to uncover and things like that. Um, whether or not any of this is true, by the way, is oh, more no. up to you no, than me, th- but nope. this is uh, all, this is all like in no. Richter's head being like, yep, okay, so where's are any secret messages today or anything like that? Um, so can you roll me,
3: um, let's say first roll of the game, first roll of the game. Think, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. First official roll of the game. Yeah. We just paid for burgers. We're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you... I can throw money at this problem. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I think, normally, uh, for reading stuff, you do a library check. I'm actually going to give you the, the choice. Um, I'll either let you use, or uh, actually no, let's, let's go language. Let's go with, with just English. English? It's an English okay. check. Um, this is you reading, reading the paper with codes and just okay. kind of like trying to read between the lines. Okay. Now I don't
4: know if we've made it clear for our listeners yet, but you have done most of the legwork and helping <laughs> yeah, us yeah, generate yeah. these so characters. That's, that's a very good point. Uh, um,
3: so I'll tell,
4: I'll tell folks right now I've got, uh, looks like a pretty high stat in, in language, specifically my own.
3: Yep, so as we talked about uh, last week, uh, on last week's episode, um, so basically the way Cthulhu works is we're looking at percentages. So mm-hmm. the higher the number um, on your skill sheet, uh, the better. So wh- what's your stat? It's 80. So that means you have an is- 80% chance of, of being able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. You're very, very good at English. Right. Um, for the purposes of this game, I've um, been in the rules a little bit, we're going to say that um, in terms of... English, this is like English, but also your, your kind of mystical codes?
4: Well, just I guess just the different ways, if, it, if I have such a high standard, maybe it's a different way that, that I can manipulate the English language and parse out different meanings Great. from words. I like that a lot. And rearrange things in the English alphabet, right? And just the English lexicon.
3: Yeah, I like Um, that a lot. So basically, um, the way uh, the rolling in this game works, uh, you take a percentile die and what's known as a unit's die, which we would normally just call a D10, to create a D100. Um, So on the uh, percentile die, um, you have everything from double zero up to 90. Mm -hmm. On your unit's die, you have zero up to nine. nine. Um, So go ahead and roll those, and we'll see what number you get.
4: So we have uh, 30. A 30. Straight 30.
3: Straight 30. All right. So you rolled well under your, your skill. Yeah.
4: So I'm under my regular
3: skill and I'm also under my half skill. Great. Marker. Which means you get a hard success. Okay. Uh, so there are three levels of success. Um, hard success. Um, we've got uh, extreme success, which would be uh, under a fifth and a normal success. So you get a hard success, which is great. Yeah. Because Richter fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: are you okay? Just like hit your head on your mic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, That was uh, yeah, Richter fucked. Um, <laughs> So That was Richter's boner hitting the table. <laughs> I oh, love
1: code. Yeah, that was actually just me
3: <laughs> swooning into my microphone. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a, a shaft theme for Richter that's, like, long forgotten from, yeah. like, the 1910s. His t-shirt just says, succeeds hard. <laughs> just talking <laughs> about Richter. <shift> your mouth, <laughs> I think. Um, cool. So, um, uh, I think, Richter, you see code. You definitely see code. But okay. yep. you also are used to seeing code everywhere. Mm. Um, so... Uh, the newspaper seems to be full of, there's the, the sort of usual things that I think have no interest for you. Um, you know, there there's um, talk of local matters, the usual sort of bullshit. Um, there's a municipal election coming up uh, in a few months, so already there's some rumblings and grumblings about who on city council might run for it. Boring. Uh, yeah. Unimportant. Terribly boring. Yeah. Just bake sales. There's a bunch of garbage. Um, however, um what does interest you is uh, there seems to be... There's uh, two things. Uh, with the hard success, I'll give you two. Um, one is... And this is something you've been tracking for a while. Um, there seemed to be an increase in real estate purchases occurring um, in and around um, Helmforth. Um, this is a thing that you thought was boring for probably two weeks hmm. before starting to get ever so slightly aware of it. You don't know what it means. It may mean absolutely nothing. But I think in terms of thinking about patterns, this is the kind of thing that feels a little bit out of place. Okay. Um, So there's that. Um, The other major piece um, of information, the other thing that you've been tracking um, kind of aggressively, uh, actually over the last little while, um, is there hasn't been a column uh, by Benny In um, a few days Okay uh, Which is very strange He's normally uh, Normally there's at least something And last time you spoke to him He'd mentioned that he was starting to Sense some resistance at the globe He was actually getting some pushback On some of his articles He'd consulted with you um, About uh, a a story that he was working on um, About a house that he thought Might be a a nexus for for supernatural energies Or that might be haunted There might be a poltergeist He wasn't sure But there's something about this house Um, and you, uh, have also heard of it living here as long as you have. Uh, it's definitely been on your radar. Um, and it is called the, um, the Corbett house. Corvette? Corbett. C O R B I T T. Corbett. Corbett house. Uh, so the Corbett house, um, has known many misfortunes over the years. Unfortunately, um, you weren't paying too, too much attention, um, during the first few, I think ultimately Richter's life has been a lot of catching up just a fucking heartbeat too late. Mm. So, um, you, I think it sparked enough for you to go like, yeah, I've heard stuff about this, but it wasn't like, you're like, oh yeah, like last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, let's talk about, um, you and, and, Benny for a minute. Um, because I think of your of your personal connections, he's kind of one of the bigger ones, um, yeah. being one of the only kids who who stuck around and kept kept visiting you over the years. What do you think, Richter? Uh, how do you think Richter feels about this guy who keeps who? Because I mean, I think kind of as an audience, it's very easy for us to go like, oh, this is like a really nice thing this guy's doing, and like he's probably Richter's only friend. But from Richter's perspective, what, what do you think of this kind of young man who keeps keeps coming around?
4: He's definitely an asset, and I like where his head's at uh, regarding a lot of these supernatural issues that are important to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, he doesn't just dismiss them. Um, the fact that he's a, a writer for a newspaper, um, and does, uh, it sounds like he does sort of like investigative columns. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like a sort of kinship in terms of like, we're both seekers in a, in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a level of respect, um, uh, he, I think it still seems a lot of his, a lot of the things that he gets caught up with, um, you know, if he's talking to me about girls or anything like that, or if he's talking about the local sports team, it's all still very frivolous to me
3: mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. that
4: way. But every now and again, he hits on something that I'm like, oh, now I'm interested. Right, right, right. So every now and again, we have a very, I find very sort of engaging conversation. But um, I'm just going to make a quiet roll here. Give me one sec. A, a lot of kind of, a lot of his other, Interests of, a, of a, a fellow his age are of no interest to me.
3: Yeah. So I just rolled in terms of what, what you kind of see of him in the paper. And I think um, he's basically, I think, batting a one in four on things that would interest you. Mm. Um, but I think that's also partially because you you know there's resistance. so It's for, almost like wasted potential. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there are still stories about like... Like he was talking about this fucking mayoral race. Mm-hmm. He has been looking into, you know. There's talk of an auto plant opening somewhere nearby, and like everyone's opposed to it. And he's been covering it, and like, yeah, like you know, cares? it's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> is um, it a daily paper or a weekly paper, Tom? Uh, the Globe, uh, let's say a weekly paper. I think makes okay, the most so sense. Okay, like for a small one town. good article a month of the four <laughs> um, for Richter. Yeah, uh, but also mm-hmm. when when Benny's been talking to you, I think it's also the difference between someone who is. um Uh, Uh, It's a little bit Fuck this I was was like What's the thing I just watched It's like this It's a little bit like What's happening in um, I say happening Because I'm not all the way through it But in uh, Stranger Things Season 3 Where like uh, One of the central ladies Is an investigator And uh, like working at a newspaper And Mm -hmm. she's just like Hey there's a bunch of Really spooky shit Going on in Hawkins This place where spooky shit happens And they're like man go cover this <laughs> other stupid thing um so i think i think to a large extent benny has kind of gotten pretty good at, at fitting in in a way that you never did richter so this yeah. does definitely feel like wasted like he should be holed up in the bunker with you yeah. like charlie day read. Have all these books to read i need a second pair
4: of eyes to find like the hidden codes and secret messages and things like that yeah and like do the charlie day red line on the wall
3: and yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah yeah cool okay great Um, so it's, uh, yeah. So it's been a couple weeks then because yeah, I agree daily doesn't really make sense. Um, it's been a couple weeks since he's had, had a column, but again, that's also, it might mean something. It might not. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're not entirely sure that said you are really interested by the Corbett house. Um, and you've been, you've been thinking about going there for, for a while. Um, expeditions to investigate the, the paranormal are, are, I think something you do irregularly. You'd like to do more, but it's very hard to do them alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think something you just said kind of struck me that I think is useful for all this, which is the idea that he... That like the way you said, like, I need an extra pair of eyes to read all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very scary for Richter to have to deal with things when there aren't other people to help. I think it's a double-edged sword of
4: being around people is not pleasant, not great. He doesn't have to... Yeah. Wanna, he doesn't want to have to, like, explain away, you know, why obviously... This latitude and longitude is a nexus for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for negative energies. It's ley lines, fucking you morons. fucking morons. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but at the same time, you know, he's getting on in years and and uh, definitely there's...
3: He starts to see value in in Benny's youth mm-hmm. combined with that that interest. Well, and I think maybe that may have limited the amount of investigation you've been able to actually do because you haven't had the people to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably why you kind of fell in with the mystery punchers. At first, I think it was just like, it was nice to see like... The, the joy of youth, like, showing up and being like, fuck yeah, let's go solve some mysteries and mm-hmm. punch them right in their dumb faces. <laughs> um, but also, like, legitimately, it was like, oh, if I have a minor thing to check out, I can literally just send these kids. They're going to find it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's like, I heard there, like, uh, you know, we heard there was a banshee stalking the woods. It's like, okay, fucking you guys get some lanterns. Go check that out and let me know. Yeah, and like, yeah, it wasn't a banshee. It was just someone who would broken up with someone. They were crying real loud. Well, and you're like. Better you than me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Christ. So, um,
2: <laughs> you're a bad person. <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
3: Welcome to the network. Um, cool. All right. That's all very good. Thank you. Um, okay. So you, um, is there anything you want to do with that information? Um, or is this just kind of, I think, logging it away?
4: If I am warming up to the idea of checking that place out, you know, Benny or no, um, I would be looking to do it at night. Mm-hmm. Less people around. I can kind of just do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, the house is abandoned,
3: the, uh, the, yes. the, Corbett house. Uh, as far as you know, you, you haven't, um, I don't think you've affi- like really begun any investigation. I, I like, I kind of like this idea of you having to gear up to it. Mm-hmm. So I think like, this is a problem that could be solved very easily for you, but you don't really know. Um, right. you, you seem to remember uh, like, I actually, I don't think you would have paid any fucking attention. Hmm. I think it's just, like, you know, people move into places all the time. It's a known spooky house, so, like, you're aware of it, but it's not pressing.
4: Okay, so in terms of, like, working up to it kind of thing, it's just flashlight at the
3: front door, and then I go about the rest of my day. and be like, okay, so
4: it's there if I want to go, and if I don't, then
3: I won't. Um, Excellent. All right, so let's smash cut back to um, Red and (laughs) uh, Adrian. Um, You guys are... Um, I'm gonna say like sort of coming up on uh, on the outside of uh, the town limits. It's a very picturesque um, drive into um, Helmfirth. It's it's a very beautiful. Like obviously, I'm 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 leaning pretty heavily on Stephen King for a lot of stuff here. So it's just like a classic Stephen King town in fucking Maine or Massachusetts. Like it's it's. I'm also gonna fucking flip those. So apologies, geography, <laughs> Twitter, come at me. <laughs> Get in your cars. <laughs>
1: Car Twitter
3: Yeah Get your ge- ge- Geography Twitter People And and your And your Continuity Twitter people And you You come find me And get Get me
1: Just Tom Twitter, you're please, shouldering please Too much us. here
3: Yeah Do you know what Twitter We, we
1: like you Okay yeah. so You don't need to be mean to Tom
2: Shameless plug Okay
1: Hey friends It's Ryan But like regular Ryan As himself Talking about Dumb Dumbs and Dice Yeah so I'm one of the people Behind this show Obviously you're listening to the show You're loving this show Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's right. That address that I totally just said. Go there. Join Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Support the show. It's going to be great.
3: Yeah. So you're you're coming up uh, on the city. It's... Uh, it's Beautiful. Uh, it's changed a bit since uh, since the last you laid eyes on it. Um, and I think the kind of way that going home always feels a little little odd, a little nostalgic, um, but also a little alienating because you've just been in Boston. I feel like prior to going to the orphanage, neither of you had left. Like you'd probably gone into the country a little bit, but neither of you had like legitimately ever been to a big city. Um, so you're both surprised by how small it looks, but also how warm you, you kind of feel, uh, looking down into it. Um, Adrian, you don't, uh, and I think you kind of take the world in a slightly different way than red. Do you have any feelings or major emotions kind of coming up, cresting, cresting the, the hill coming up to this, uh, this town?
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. Cause my mom and dad died here and I was smart here. I'm not as smart anymore. <laughs> I don't like it.
3: Uh, are you saying that out loud or is that just.
1: just I listen? think I'll just say it. Yeah. yeah. I I'm like wiping the icing off my icing hand on the car door.
2: Oh, honey, I, I know. I doubt anybody's killed anybody here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, fire did. Because it killed my parents and your parents. Well, and it was very sad. And, and Sally. let
2: the dead stay dead.
1: I, I have. I, they are <laughs> dead.
2: You didn't offer any resistance to coming back, so frankly, that's on you.
1: I wasn't sure where we were going. You just said, do you want to go home? And I- home was Boston. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I seem to have made a crucial communication error. <laughs> well, we're home, home.
3: Oh, oh, I, Okay. <laughs> and with that, Red, you you gun the engine, and
2: Jesus Christ.
3: I think, yeah, uh, it's that reaction mixed with with just a tinge of like, even after all these years, you forget how painfully literal Adrian can be, and as a result, yeah. like, you didn't mean to fuck up, but you did. Yeah, and, am I
2: gonna have to babysit this like,
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: man who's gonna be crying in the corner for the next hour?
3: Yeah, and the, the the worst part about this is that like, based on kind of your personal history together and how responsible you feel for what happened to him, like, it just anything that makes him sad. Just makes you doubly sad, but of course that's that's an internal red thing. That's a that's did actually, he
2: like hurt himself in the fire when he saved me? Like what is yeah, this? So, life so um, as know. you're yeah.
3: as you're driving uh, driving the car and you, you kind of um, as as you do anytime you think of home and particularly with him saying I, I was smart before this, uh, you remember um, the the brainiac of of your group, uh, Adrian <laughs> Diesel, Claire's oh, no. face um, right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he um at, at that point um uh, little little addy diesel was uh, was known as just being just the the smartest kid uh the, the smartest kid around um which uh was kind of like offset by how big he was like he was just like legitimately like a a built kid um And, um, but, uh, you know, always a sharp dresser, but like middle parted hair, like just very like, um, on it and always just like constantly rattling off historical facts that no one wanted or cared about. He was so smart and so big. They said he was built like a brick shit school. (laughs) (laughs) He then proceeded to, uh... (laughs) <laughs> he proceeded to like correct their, uh, their understanding of how to build a school and everyone's like, oh, come on, Addy.
2: Oh, Addy. Yeah. Um, I, I
3: pointed out that shit actually has great insulating properties.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, of, of, your gang, um, uh, back when you were, um, still just, uh, and I'm sorry, Red, what, what is your, uh, your, not like original name that you don't use uh,
2: Tracy Jones. Tracy.
3: All right. So back when you were Tracy, um, you were definitely like the the scrappy mm-hmm. like if we're going to get into a tussle, we'll get into a tussle. Yep. Um, kind of like leader of of, of the mystery punchers. Um, I think it was uh, it was Benny who suggested that you go by the name Mystery Punchers uh, because uh, Addie wanted to solve mysteries and you wanted to punch them. <laughs> so uh, he suggested that maybe we could just meet in the middle. Right. Um, Sally was always a lot quieter. Um, she. Um, she was kind of like if, if we're going with like sort of the standard tropes, like if um, uh, Adrian was like the the super brainy kid, she was like the quiet, clever one. Um, I think Red, you picked up a lot of sort of the subtleties of of your craft off of her, mm-hmm. and you didn't realize it at the time, but on later reflection, you were you basically realized you could apply them to evil. So it's like, oh, like she was very crafty, but she wasn't like she's the kind of person who when you were trying to like pick a lock. Like, Addie would be trying to figure out if, like, there was a way to, like, overpower it. And, like, Benji was like, okay, like, maybe we can get a pry bar. And you're like, screw it, we'll get some dynamite. And then Sally would just pop up with a hairpin and be like, this probably works. Um, And so the four of you kind of offset each other in kind of a really, like, nice, charming childhood way. Um, And also a lot of the other kids in this town just weren't too, I think both of your minds were just boring. They weren't interesting. They didn't want to, they didn't read you know, adventure stories and then they weren't uh, excited about the world. Um, And I think red, you'd kind of fill their heads with adventure stories. And like, Adrian would be telling everyone what the real version of it was. And, you know, Benny would be like, shut up. This is exciting. Like, I want to believe. And, uh, and Sally was just kind of always in awe Mm -hmm. of, um, I think of, of kind of both of you. Like you got the sense that she kind of thought of all three, like you, you, Benny and, um, and Adrian as, as kind of almost an aspirational goal, mm-hmm. uh, for her. Um, anyway, uh, years went by, things happened. You don't think of them too much. Um, but what you do remember from the fire, um, the fire really only exists in your brain in, in glimpses and the, this, uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying you, I'm staring at Claire specifically for red. Uh, Adrian, I think your experience of, it's much different. We'll kind of unfold that later on. Cool. Um, but, um, Essentially, what you do remember, Red, was um, the chaos. There was screaming. There was gunfire. Um, there was... Or at least what you... You've always remembered as gunfire, even though you didn't know what gunfire sounded like. And that seems oddly out of sync with with what happened. Because it was a fire. It was just a fire. It was just a bad thing. And yeah, the police were there. And firefighters were there. And, and yeah, there, there was a lot going on. But um, you were a kid. And you were fairly traumatized by all this. So this, this all took a bit of a toll. But... Um, The one thing that is crystal clear in your mind is Adrian standing in front of you with his kind of arms out protectively. You're on the ground, you're bleeding, you're hurt. Um, You can hear Sally screaming somewhere. Benny's kind of like trying to help you get up. And you just remember hearing Adrian say, no. And then there was a flash of light um, and a beam fell from the sky. And basically he managed to catch it, but it hit him in the head. Um, and, uh, he completely like definitely saved your life. Um, but it, he's never quite been the same since. Wow. Great. So you told him, you told him stories of how he used to be smart. And I think, uh, I think Adrian, that's always been like a, like a point of pride for you that like you were, and it's okay that you're not now. I don't think you, you miss it. It's just, it's a nice, like the way you basically said it, like, I used to be smart here. Like it's, it's just one of those weird like points of pride that you've always had.
1: Yeah. It's like trying to remember, like I imagine it's like trying to remember, for lack of a better ableist version, but like trying to remember what something looked like after you've been blind for 20 years where you've got an impression of it, but it's not quite there and you might not have a specific memory and those kind of things or or the loved one after they've died and 10 years later, trying to remember what they looked like. You just, you lose that. Grasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: It, it's almost like remembering a sport that you played or a game you played, but you just don't have. You're I was like, just oh, like I, 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 oh, I used to play that. I don't remember how you did, but like, yeah.
2: I, just, I was just going to say, like, just like, oh man, I used to be a competitive runner. Couldn't do that now, <laughs> but I remember that I physically could do it then, and it was and it, awesome that I got. Yeah, to. it yes. felt
1: good when I did yeah. that thing I can't yeah. do anymore. Yeah,
3: totally. Um. So, uh, and. As a super, super capable person and who's always defined yourself as capable and also, also, again, I think who kind of considered yourself and was also kind of like unanimously decreed the leader of the mystery punchers, you, you really, really took this badly. Mm. Um, This, this idea that it, it had cost him so much and more importantly that like it should have been you. You aren't as, as massive as he is, but, like, that doesn't matter. Like, cool. you... you, And so I think that's kind of where the gang really started. And, like, why you got out of the orphanage and everything else was just, like, I have to find a way to get around this. Cool. Um, so you remember bits and pieces, but, again, it's it's all very vague and, and very, very far away. Um, I will say, because we're playing a Cthulhu game, uh, it's, like, murkily far away. If, if like, any of us at the table were trying to remember it and couldn't, it would be gently concerning. But for Red, this is just a thing that's... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lost the fogs of time. Um, and, uh, yeah, you also remember Old Man Richter warning you not to go. To the church? Yeah. And oh. and warning, warning all of you. The problem is Old Man Richter used to warn you against a lot of things. So, again, it's just, like, it's basically, like, a shit stack of things that Red is, like, that you could basically, any day you're recriminating yourself, there's enough to run through that you could be bummed. Um, and, um, yeah, Adrian, I think your memory of the fire is similarly chaotic. It's, it's, it's fire and contagion and, and a flash of light, but more importantly, it's you kind of having dragged um, Red and uh, Benny out of the fire and, like, kind of, I think where your memory picks up, it's like the the real is missing. And then it's like being more tired than you've ever been, but also so happy that your friends are okay. Yeah. And, like, yeah, weirdly, it, you've had the exact opposite feeling to her about it, which is, I saved them.
1: Yeah, that's all. The, yeah, that's it. It's just that feeling of like, save them, did
3: job good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, um, so with kind of those, those thoughts uh, floating around in your mind, um, I think uh, with, with kind of more hesitance than you'd admit, Red, you, uh, you, you crank the uh, car into gear and begin rolling into town. Um, now, I've just dumped a bunch of backstory on both of you. Is there anything you want to respond with now before we cut back to Richter? It's totally okay if there isn't. I just wanted to give you the room because I, I'm just like, here's all this stuff that happened <laughs> to you and that's vital to your character. Okay, Bye. You can also ponder it while we cut back to Richter. That's also fair.
0: Let's
2: do that.
3: Cool. Uh, so Richter, um, you are um, going about your day. I think it's one of those things where ultimately there are like five things you need to do to prepare to go investigate this house. Mm-hmm. But you've decided to spread them out over your day because you don't really know what else to do. So yep. there's kind of other things going on. Uh, when there is a, um, a very jaunty knock on your door.
4: Now, that's not Benny's knock.
3: No, no, no. not at all. It's... Um, you're gently irked by how lively it is. It just, it seems like an unnecessary amount of pep to put into a a door knocking.
2: Goddamn kids.
3: (laughs) I just need a nice
4: undead (laughs) (laughs) nun. I, um... I don't go to answer the door. I go to the door, and I want to see if I can, like, look through, like, you know, the door's, like, side window. I, I think it would the be safe to the assume you have
3: a peephole. Um, or, yeah, straight
4: through the peephole. And, and I think
3: I – this is one of the shit things I think haven't done enough 1930s research. Um, I imagine that's probably a fairly common thing. If it isn't, I think it's a weird thing you installed. Mm. So, fuck it. Let's say either way it's a weird one. Like yeah, it's, it's you use two eyes for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like binoculars, binoculars on on my door. I mean, I think we can just say it's binoculars, <laughs> but awesome. maybe you turn them around so that the person outside doesn't seem huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you stare through your backwards binoculars, and they
1: just see huge fucking eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. On their side.
3: This is great. I love this door
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I have a knocker on my door. Uh, and it's an owl perched on the, the ring that is the knocker, and mm. the, the huge eyes are the owl's oh, eyes. Oh,
3: fucking yes! Yeah. Uh, man, Tyler, I want to give you one point of inspiration, but I can't, because <laughs> this game doesn't have it. I'll transfer it over to another game that does. You know what? Congratulations. <laughs> Quinny just got one point of inspiration. <laughs> uh, I was going to say,
1: or just give him some luck or some sanity. No, our right. <laughs> only inspiration.
3: Um, so the um, uh, outside, um, you can see a man who kind of looks uh, unfortunately like the human personification of a shaved rat. Um, oh. he's, uh, he's just, he's like, he's kind of tall in the wrong way. Um, where it's just kind of like his shoulders are kind of like oddly hunched in. Um, he's wearing, um, a very nice suit, um, that looks very expensive, but you can also see the creases in it. Like it just came off a rack. Um, and he he seems to be uh staring into kind of the owl eyes just readjusting his his hair mm. um he's actually got like really nice hair he just clearly doesn't know what to do with it okay so it's kind of like there's like pomade in it but like not enough so it's just kind of awkwardly half styled mm. um and by running his hands constantly back through it he's he's really just making it worse you're aware you're describing boris johnson right <laughs> Fucking yeah, I am.
1: I? Boris
2: Johnson's at your door. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in
1: the 20s. Uh, uh,
2: yeah.
3: All right. Well, this is gonna end real quick because I think he's just gonna shoot him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Boris Johnson. That's sure. That's a. Uh, that's a. Uh, um, oh
2: God. Yeah. We I really. About uh, Hemsworth uh, separating for the rest of uh, Maine <laughs> 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 Listen. Hem- hem- hem's it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, perhaps we could get a better deal with Cthulhu. Have you
1: seen my bus?
3: <laughs> Cthulhu will give money Boy. to the NHS. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's a Brexit again? What does the... Anyway.
2: You think I'm stupid, but in two years I'll really blow your mind.
3: <laughs> America said we have the worst leader, and I said hold my warm ale. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ. All right. So yeah, so Boris Johnson looking motherfucker. All right. Um, but the good news is he actually looks very small and far away because you're looking through reverse glasses. Yeah. That's all right. Um, okay.
1: You have a little sign you have to look at that says like objects in binoculars are closer (laughs) than
3: they appear. Um, so you can see him kind of do that and then he, he takes a step back and you can see he's kind of giving the house an appraising look. Like he's kind of like, uh, looking at your, your porch and kind of like checking out the door. You can see he's like because his, like, expressions are huge to your eyes, um, kind of, like, investigating, like, you know, the door knocker and kind of, like, almost seems to be muttering to himself, and, like, you see him pull out, like, a, a small little pocket notebook, and he starts to, like, sketch some stuff with a, with a pencil.
4: Um. All right. <laughs> Richter hasn't actually said anything out loud. So get ready for a big change of gears here. <laughs> yes. So I'll just kind of shout through the door, like, yeah
2: <laughs> Yay, Yay! Um, um, oh, uh, h- h- hello Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Oh, um, uh,
3: uh, hel- uh, 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 yeah <laughs> Hi, sorry, that's the only, that's the only Kraut word I know uh, I hope that's okay Um <laughs> Pardon me, sir. He um, is American. It is. Uh, it is. It is rather difficult to uh, to talk to you through through this door. W- would you mind opening this uh, this this fine slab of oak so uh, we, we could talk face to face? The owl's beak opens up a little bit just to allow sound to travel whoa, whoa, faster,
4: whoa, and I oh, say whoa.
3: we can talk like this. Oh wow! Oh okay. All right. Well, uh, you 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 are you are uh, you are the boss. <laughs> You're the Kaiser, huh? <laughs> uh, and, and no no hard feelings about that whole thing. You know, I think that was a whole big misunderstanding that that first one. Um, anyway. So so, uh, my name is, uh, is Kenneth Knott, um, and I couldn't help but notice um, that you are living in this just absolutely fine house, and I must say... You know, uh, a smart man like you who's making all these fun gizmos and gadgets, uh, you know, he probably has a fine eye for quality. And, uh, you know, I know quality when I see it, too. And he kind of, like, gestures to his suit as though it, it, you know, screams quality. Um, He said, and uh, I was just uh, wondering if uh, if you had a moment or two to uh, talk about the value of this here house.
4: And the beak snaps shut and the owl eyes flip down into just, like, regular etched in owl eyes, um, and like... Oh, oh, hey, hey there. (laughs) Oh, I... Snap and slide. That sounds like a lot of unlocking going on in there. (laughs) You must be the master of unlocking. And, oh, Jesus. Uh, And I I open the door a crack, because there's still, like, the chain
3: on it. I'm like, what do you want to talk to me about? Well, you see, sir... I am a real estate agent. This is a relatively new term you might not be familiar with in your homeland. But basically, my job is to go around and find people like you who are sitting on a pile of money. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I'm not sitting on money. I'm standing talking to this uh, very convincing gentleman on the other side of this here magical door. But um, truthfully, this property is very very nice and uh, you know I've been uh, making some moves a bit of a mogul eye uh, in uh, in this here town uh, to kind of set up uh, set up some things you know there's lots of folks looking for a good place to live now with uh, with things kind of getting so so bad in the cities so um, I was wondering if you might have any interest at all in learning how you could turn this beautiful albeit a little bit old a little bit of a fixer upper house into that aforementioned pile of money
4: Kenneth not. Uh, yeah, that's right. Can if not. My friends call me Ken. Mr. Knott, I can guarantee you do not know what I am thinking. And I just close the door. <laughs> and you start hearing
3: locks slowly <laughs> snapping back in. Oh, well, okay. Uh, all right, you know, I'm sensing some resistance here. Uh, seems to be a, a bit of a culture shock, maybe. <laughs> okay, listen, uh, I'm just going to leave my uh, my business card right here. Um, and it tries to slide it under the door. Is there any room under this door? <laughs> uh...
4: Yeah, yeah, because I like I open the door for Benny and stuff like that. Um, so the card can come like
3: sliding even through like the mail slot. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah come yeah. in. Um, so he uh, he opens the mail slot and he uh, you can see him kind of like peeking through. He's got like like very very bright blue eyes um, and it's just kind of like okay, uh, well I'll just leave my card here and if you change your mind, uh, why don't you just come on down and see me? I, I'm downtown. I got uh, all sorts of properties and you know I really I really think uh, I think that this one's there's something special about this one and he like. Knocks on the door like you would, like, uh... It's a very... It's like a cheerful punctuation of... Yeah, like, little, yeah. like an oddly familiar, like, Oh, yep, that's a good one. Oh, mm. God. Uh, knocks <laughs> twice, and then he, uh... He starts making his way down, um, back down um, off your stoop, and then kind of down the front lawn. He stops midway to like look back, and he's doing that like awful thing where he's kind of got his like Winston Churchilling his, his hands behind <laughs> his back, um, and he's, he's just kind of looking up, and you can see him just kind of nodding at the house in like a yeah, like a, like a fucking prospector yeah, looking yeah. thing. Um, I am looking at him from my window. I
4: do not understand this kind of man. I, <laughs> I don't. Like
3: I, I don't get it. He's like an alien. A lot of people are like aliens to me. But uh, fair enough. Um, and then uh, yeah, he 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 waves um, at the wrong window. Um, <laughs> you can tell he just kind of like was really hedging his bets. Uh, so he does a very like jolly wave, um, and then he he uh, carries on down the street. You can you can see him kind of pull out um, like a sort of large hand drawn map of town, um, and you can see him kind of like lo- looking for the next place. Okay. This is this is uh, perhaps the first social interaction you've had yeah. in in like probably a, a couple of weeks because Benny Benny hasn't been around. Remember why I don't do it very much. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. So with uh, with him kind of stumbling off down the block, um, you're, you're left to your own devices uh, for a moment or two. Do you consider his offer at all? Do you think
4: I'll pick up the card and I might reference uh, the newspaper again about the uh, Corbett House and mm-hmm. see if. Um, if it's being listed or anything like that, if he's the agent attached to it or anything like
3: that. You do see that he, he does seem to uh, appear in both. Um, he's he has some properties that that are rentals. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's sort of like listed as, you know, like, uh, Kenneth not landlord. Um, you see a few places up for sale. Um, interestingly, you don't see the Corbett house. Okay. But I do see him listing other houses. Yeah. Um, Can you roll me a library use check, please? So that'll be uh, one of your skills there. That's another strong one for me. All right.
4: Oh, but I don't make it. So I had to get an 80 or less, and I rolled 96. 96?
3: Uh, Okay, so that's a fumble. Um, So I believe... Yeah, let's, let's go with that. Um, so you go to... I fall down and I can't get up.
2: <laughs> <out. laughs> you sure, break you, your hip.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you consider that maybe this paper is just too recent um, mm-hmm. since it's this week's edition. Um, so you go to um, kind of investigate previous weeks. Unfortunately, um, as you do so, you remember that um, uh, last week you spilled some milk and not having uh, any towels around, just like grabbed a few... Mm-hmm newspapers, given how, how much disregard, like the headline was like, you know, typical local bullshit that you don't care about. So you're just like, yeah, it's like yeah, local rhythms. cat
1: elected mayor. Yeah.
3: You know, <laughs> lost boy finally found, like who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Murderer
1: caught. <caused. laughs> he's like, yeah. boring. Yeah, no. Murderer <laughs> escapes. He's like, finally.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you, you, uh, unfortunately have used up, uh, the, the sort of, uh, remaining papers that you had to, to wipe it up. So you, you don't have access to anything, anything else. But you know, there's there's no use crying over spilled milk on newspapers. I didn't then and I won't now. <laughs> um amazing. So um with that you kind of um begin to uh to to make your final preparations. Um still early ish in the day, but like, you know, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, well
4: let's
2: hope no one else comes to the door like that. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at Leplant on Twitter. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter. Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter. And Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan Leplant, And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark, alleys and sentinel by kai engel and our ads use the tracks no control and chiefs by Jazzar j-a-h-z-z-a-r and all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dum-dums and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com dumdumdice we have merchandise available at redbubble.com people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the Mythos.
1: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Menicola, Long Long the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com/slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuggett here. You know, rumor was, Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around.
2: Are you telling me the four sacred
0: tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. M-C-C-A-C-E-C is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly
2: caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship? What are you doing alive? I
0: want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan.
2: are they the most ridiculous people I've ever
0: met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to here. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out. If you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space muggies. Stay safe out there.